Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Poke the Bear episode 113. 113, that is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Connor, how you doing? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. You are in the full swing of first week of Bruins stuff. You got you had rookie camp, you have uh, captain's practice, and today, Thursday, the day we're recording, the golf tournament, the annual fun golf tournament. Did they let you did they let you swing the driver at all? Did they let you, you know, hop on for a hole or or, or no? No, thank Christ. Ridiculous. Thank Christ that did not happen. <laughs> yes. I, I enjoy a good round or two with my friends, but if I had to do it in a, a setting in which the other Bruin, the Bruins would look at me as I immediately, you know, knock one 20 yards down into the <laughs> dirt. Would not be great. It's a bad way to Charlie, stop. The season. Charlie Coyle's like, suddenly I don't go to BU anymore. I never went to Yeah, BU. exactly. You know, people talk about the golf tournament as the official start of the year. You don't want to get off on a bad foot. Like, is if I, I if I fire a ball 20 yards down the line, like it's all people are going to think of for the whole rest of the year if I walk up to them. Like, oh, it's the guy who made, made an ass of himself on the, yeah. the first hole. So thankfully, no, I, I stuck to the stuck to the sidelines, didn't get involved in anything like that. I let the players take care of that for their uh for their golf tournament so this, this guy this guy couldn't get out of the sand it was it was something yeah. the best golf tournament moment ever at least from my memory was john moore going around with his uh air horn and and it reminded me of kevin miller it was one of the two uh that was always you know just such a memorable moment that you know i'll tell my grandchildren about i i, I remember and i think it was 2019 when they had the golf tournament out in bolton i think in the middle of like kind of middle of nowhere honestly the international uh, I think Martian showed up without like golf, without golf. Show. I think he showed up in flip flops and they're like, you can't, you can't participate in a round of golf like that. So I think they had to go find him shoes. So that was my main takeaway from that golf tournament. So, Oh, what a time. What a, you got, she got a picture of it. You should have got a picture of it. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of Martian talked a lot on Thursday about his return, his rehab. So he has said that, uh, he had a quite the extensive return, uh, rehab over the summer uh, on crutches for two and a half weeks. Uh, has yet to skate. He starts skating tomorrow, actually today, Friday, um, and he wants to play by Thanksgiving. Now, this is kind of in line with the timeline that was given initially, right? This is nothing crazily different. It's just stunning to hear that he hadn't skated all summer because you would expect, you know, a player would skate during the summer. Obviously, his situation's a bit different, but to hear like, oh, you know, he's starting skating tomorrow. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Marcia is going to be out quite a while. Yeah, I think it's something where it just kind of hits home the fact of kind of the uphill 
climb that a guy like him, like Martian has to face. And I think when you look at things early on in the off season where they announce surgeries and they go through the recovery timeline, a guy like Martian seems like the perfect candidate for a guy who is all right, I'm, I'm six months away. It's going to be five. You know, it's a guy that always <laughs> tends to push the envelope and, and wants to get back there as soon as possible. But, you know, talking to him today, he was very candid. It wasn't like a, a sobering, you know, talk or anything like that, but just in terms of him going through the fact that, you know, it's quite, quite the recovery in terms of, I mean, two, two surgeries on both hips. Um, he mentioned that he was on crutches for two and a half weeks. Uh, as you said, Friday will be his first time on the ice, really the entire summer, the entire fall, I guess, in terms of going into this training camp. So he was pretty much, you know, setting up those parameters, or at least putting out those things that, you know, he's expecting to be back. The timeline hasn't changed in terms of late November. He's expecting to be healthy by then, but it's not going to be a seamless process. It's not like, you know, arthroscopic surgery or something where you clean something out and you're a little bit of rest, you know, you get back up to speed. I mean, for him, he kind of even mentioned today that it feels like it's his first time skating again in terms of you really have to shake that rust off, get that range of motion back, get, get all that rust off. So um, for him, yeah, it's something where, again, I don't know if that's something that should frighten Bruins fans. I don't think double hip surgery, listen, it's a big deal. It's not something you want to have happen to you, uh, but it's not maybe a, a death kneel like a uh, Achilles hair in basketball or like cartilage re- replacement surgery or something like that, where it's like ACL. Guy, yeah. Or even that, like, you know, I feel like Achilles is like something where it's like, Oh, here's the beginning of the end. You know, that's something where even if maybe they come back for a year, you're on borrowed time at that point. Like, I don't think that's necessarily the case here, but for a guy who's, you know, 34 years old coming off of a, a procedure like that, it's at least good that I think Marshan also agrees that it's going to be, staying the course, building that strength back up. And hopefully by the time they get to November, he's full go and hopefully healthy and still playing at the same level that we've kind of expected from him in the last couple of years. Yeah. And again, I mean, we expected it all along with, with the recovery timeline, right? Like that's the other thing is we've talked all summer about this, you know, Zaka filling in and, and, you know, we talked literally like on Monday about guys who were going to be, you know, stepping into bigger shoes because Marshan's out. So yeah, I mean, again, unfortunate to not have him at the beginning of the year. I think the Bruins would rather have Brad Marchand out there. It's a, it's a little bit of a score, too bit of a scorching hot take, but, but I'm willing to say it. Uh, but even then, even then I do look at that uh, and, and guys are going to get opportunities um, and you're going to get to see, you know, a good look at Pavel Zaka. And again, Marchand even said on, on, uh, on Thursday that, you know, advice for Zaka get open and you don't have to back check. So that's yes. a pretty sweet deal. Just, just, Find open ice and you don't even have to skate that hard back. I mean, that's, you know, that's the, that's the yeah. life right there. Martian's not back on the ice yet, but the zingers are still there. They're still oh. coming with every, uh, with every media availability. So yeah, something's no change. Something's no change. He also had some things to say about David Pasternak as well. Correct. Yeah. He, uh, you know, was asked obviously about the, probably the most impactful storyline left for the Bruins at this point of the season where, you know, you already know who's, who's injured, who's coming back. You don't have any more lingering things with Bergeron or Krejci, but David Pasternak, his contract situation only impacts this year in terms of, I think, as we've already said, last thing we want to do is be talking in November about Pasternak and that contract and whether or not they should trade him or what have you. It makes it easier for all parties for him to sign, hopefully at some point in this training camp. But Marshan was asked about, um, you know, what he would say to, to Pasternak in terms of being in his ear about a new deal. And obviously Pasternak's, or Martian rather is under contract through 2025. So 
safe to assume he'd like to have Pasternak with him throughout that time. Um, Crazy. But Martian pretty much said that, you know, it's something that you don't want to be in a guy's ear in terms of something like that. And he's pretty much said, listen, if Pasternak doesn't want to be here, obviously he does not want to talk about it with you over the course of an entire season. Um, but also, even if he's wants to stay here, which seems to be the prevailing thought um, for Martian, it's like, all right, well, if he wants to be here, the team wants him to be here. They're going to sort things out. They'll agree on a number. They'll agree on a year. They'll agree on whatever makes him happy. So unless Pasternak wants to go up to a guy like Marchand or Bergeron or any other veteran in the room and talk about how they're feeling with the contract uh, situation, Marchand pretty much is like, I'm going to leave him be. He'll sort those things out that if he wants to be here, um, and that seems to be what both parties want uh, eventually down the road it'll sort itself out. You know, he's not going to be, it's not going to be a situation where he's, uh, he's vouching for a guy to come back or it's like, you know, Bergeron and Krejci in the off season where obviously I think Brad Marshall was very happy that they were going to be back. Um, would pop, would he love to have Pasternak here long-term? Of course, but I don't think he's going to be actively recruiting. He's not going to be at the negotiating table. He's going to be in the window looking in <laughs> as Pasternak's representative. Sign, sign the contract. Sign yeah, the I contract. Think, I don't think it's going to be anything like that, but it seems like for, you know, talking with, Marshan and Taylor Hall uh, today. It seems like it's something where they're going to kind of be on the outside looking in, but obviously the prevailing thought is not much of a surprise. They want Pasta on a kid. They want him long-term. Well, it's like, it's it, it, like you put yourselves in their shoes. It would be incredibly annoying if you're going through this stressful process and you had teammates every day being like, you better sign that deal. You yes. better sign that deal. Like then it's like, like I don't want to be here anymore. Th- these guys are so annoying. So yes. it is the right approach on their part. Safe bet. That Brad Marchand is always good for the zingers and the and he knows what to do in the locker. But we're talking about really safe bets. Talking about good friends over at Bet Online. Right, you are, Evan. Listen up, guys. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Both basketball and hockey might still be a few weeks away from regular season action, but over at Bet Online, you can still find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news, and yes. NFL football is finally back. We just, we just don't don't talk don't talk about the Patriots. Just, just don't don't just don't just don't do that. Please don't. No, don't, 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 don't do that. Talk about it. Anyway, no. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CL. NS50 bet online where the game starts. That's where the game starts. So, uh, Taylor Hall spoke as well uh, on Thursday, and he mentioned how can't start slow, and they can't. Like, this is not the year for Taylor Hall and David Krejci and uh, David Pasternak to have a gradual start to the year. Like, I think there's, it, I would not be surprised if the season starts and like if in the first two to three games, they don't have like multiple points, people are going to just flip out. Like it is going to be like, you know, DEFCON red on, uh, on Twitter from, from fans, uh, uh, or DEFCON four, whatever it like, whatever the t- proper terminology is. I believe it's DEFCON one. I think someone like replied oh, to my comment one. one and they said that it's technically, yeah, five is like chill. One is like when shit's hitting the fans. So I should know this. I learn, just watch the West something Wing. new every day. I'm a big West Wing fan. I should know this. But uh, yes, it, it'll be DefCon one on Twitter if those uh, that the trio does not get multiple points. So again, he's correct. They're going to have to start really hot. And again, 
it might not just be the start. They might have to carry play for a few months. And that's not to say, by the way, that like the Bergeron line isn't going to contribute because they are, but you are not. I mean, it is a fact. I don't think this is also not a hot take that you are not going to get the same production out of uh, Pavel Zaka and Patrice Bergeron that you would out of Brad Marsh and Patrice Bergeron. So again, you're going to need that second line to step up big. Yeah. As you said, Bergeron and, and Saka and DeBras, like that's a more than suitable top six line. I think for most teams, they'd love to have that be uh, a line you can pencil in day in and day out, but uh, still it's not going to be the same level as what you've expected in years past when you've had a guy like Marchand next to Bergeron and the, the kind of the instant offense they can generate the two-way play they can generate. So yes, as you said, even if, uh, that line is still productive. They're not going to be at the elite level they were in years past. So I think it's going to be a lot of Krejci and Hall and Pasternak kind of shouldering a lot of that scoring burden burden early on. And I think when you uh, listen to Taylor Hall talk on Thursday, he seems to be up for the challenge. He's excited about it. I mean, who wouldn't be when you look at just, um, you know, how effective he was at the end of last year when he had a, a guy like Pasternak who can finish plays on his right side. Um, and then, Again, he, you know, Hall talked about the fact that that second line last year was pretty good when it was Eric Halla in there. But now you upgrade that with a guy like David Krejci, who him and Hall together in that short time they were on a line together in 2021. They were like a cheat code. I think what was it? They outscored teams. Was it 14 to one? It was either like 12 season. to one or 13 some, to one or something, 14. It was something crazy that. like that. Um, and again, that's not to say that's going to happen <laughs> this year, but. Um, you know, Hall pretty much said, like, I quote here was, you put good hockey players together, especially those two guys, good things are going to happen. I think, like I said, if that's the line starting the year, the goals will come and the plays will happen. So he's a guy that I think is bought into the fact that if that, uh, if that trio is kept together, it, it, something has to go drastically wrong for there not to be chemistry. I mean, it's something that it's been proven in two years now in terms of who Hall has been with. And he's a guy that, even though he's talented, I think Hall is best when he's also complimented by other high-end players. Um, you look at just the track record there, the production, the fact that I imagine Montgomery's probably going to give that line a lot of offensive zone stats to get them rolling to be that kind of offensive spot plug in the top six. Um, I think if you're Hall, you have to be excited about just what this opportunity is, not just in terms of the reps and the higher role and the potential for more points, but just having a guy like Krejci back and how much that, that kind of lifts your spirits. And that's something that Montgomery talked about today in his discussions. And he's uh, pretty much touched base with every player in terms of either it's an informal phone call or, or sit down to talk about systems, just kind of get the feel for how these guys are. And Montgomery said, on Thursday that during his brief time talking to Hall, one of his questions was, and this is before Krejci signed, but one thing Hall asked was if Krejci was coming back. So <laughs> fair to say, I think Taylor Hall uh, was looking forward to having Krejci back. And I, I have to imagine that if they're together for a full 82 game season, uh, they're going to pile on some points. And add on David Pasternak to that right side, by the way, pretty that good line. And that's, a, I mean, we've said this all off season though. Like that's a good line. That's a really good line. By the way, that's a first line on most teams, and that's basically your first line for the first three months. So, again, like, you got something good there. Uh, and, again, I, I also, even though people on Twitter might be going a little bonkers if they don't start out with, you know, seven points and three, you know, I'm going to say combined points here, but, like, you, right. know, they, you, know, they, you know, if they don't have, like, five goals per game, 27 goals per game, cut them, send them to Providence. But, but I do think, I do think that give it time, give it time. Um, and I don't think they're going to need it. I think they will start out solid, but even if they don't give it a little time, give it a little time. I think the, 
the the uh the, the past and and all the players they 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 uh they they give signs that they're they're pretty good that they're, they're usually pretty good together yeah um speaking of the top six speaking of the top six uh jake debrusque jake debrusque back in uh the news with this stuff uh talked about the coaching change uh on uh what was that was that tuesday you talked tuesday. about that yeah talked about that on tuesday uh and uh, lots of people on Twitter were coming at it from a lot of different angles saying that, you know, either he shouldn't have been asked about, uh, you know, uh, rescinding his trade request. Nothing that any, had anything to do with the coaching change and the public trade say, request. Yeah. The public trade request. Yes. Yeah. We shouldn't ask. Went away. It. Yeah. We shouldn't. Ask. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Connor, don't do your job. Don't mm. don't do your job. We shouldn't be doing our jobs. We should be, you know, I don't I don't know what we would do. We, we, we could ask about, you know, like what stick you using this year, Jake? Um, it, it's funny. The the one the only people I think that were mad in that entire interaction were people online, because I think crazy was fine works. with what they answered that what they were expecting. And I think DeBrusque, the professional athlete who's dealt with the media in the past, knew that question was coming. <laughs> All right. Like, crazy. It, it's funny. People, on, people mad with people on Twitter, but people people online got mad. That's really? shocking, right? Holy shit. Can you shit. believe it? <laughs> no way. And do these people, are these people do anything with the media or no? They're just online. No, they're no, pretty much just online, right? Yeah. Yeah, just online. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, anyways, uh, but he did talk about it. We don't like to rag on people on this podcast, so we're not going to get into the, we're not going to get into the mud. Um, but uh, DeBrusque uh, mentioned that, you know, he actually, I have the full answer right here because our good friend Ty Anderson transcribed it for Twitter. So uh, it saved me some time. <laughs> I appreciate that. Shout uh, he said, shout out Ty. I have it right here on my phone. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, that's been speculated enough. I think this was in response to uh, his trade request being rescinded because of Cassidy being fired. I think you guys know I, I see stuff and obviously that's an easy answer, but it's one of those things that, you know, we could talk and talk about. I respect that you guys obviously are jobs are to ask those types of questions and obviously it's one of those things where you know it's kind of interesting you have lots of hot topics or different things about the situation even why i asked for a trade but i am just looking forward to this year i think i said that near the end of the year it was against montreal that i was looking forward to not having to answer those questions anymore it's one of those things that's in the past and the whole summer's been focused on getting right and getting ready for the season and that's kind of how i view that question and guess what he put it to bed because it's probably never going to be asked again ever even when they play the knights maybe it might get brought up like you know, the, the, the prototypical, oh, how's it feel to face against Bruce Cassidy? And he'll go, oh, you know, it's cool, whatever. But that's the end of it, right? Like, he yes. diffused it. The You guys did your job. You asked the question, and DeBrusque answered it, and that's the end of it. Now it's time yeah. to focus on the season. That's it. And, and again, I don't think it was going to be a situation where – DeBrusque was going to be all right. Like, I'm so happy. And you guys know the reason why. Like, wasn't, he wasn't going to cut like a WWF <laughs> like, like he's Like he's Beavis. He's like, huh, Bruce sucked. Oh, no. Yeah, it was going to be like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> like, it wasn't going to be one of those. Like, this, isn't like a, this isn't a wrestling promo. Like, we knew full well like, what was probably going to happen, which DeBrusque, the pro athlete, was going to pretty much give a non-answer. But it's one of those, like, you give it and you're like, what do you think? Little, I mean, yeah. I get it out of it's the easy yeah. answer. Yeah, I, he, takes, he takes a stick. He's like, this is what I thought about Bruce Cassidy. Right. <laughs> Over yeah, his exactly. head. You know? like, again, it's, it's, you, you saw it coming. And it, as you said, yeah, it's, you, you more or less put the matter to bed. I don't think the coach or the player is going to, you know, air that dirty laundry. Cause again, I think when you look at in years past, nothing is gained. I think other than a, a clicky headline from someone out, outwardly being like, yeah, I didn't really like him. You know, like I think after Clo got fired, who was it? Was it Ryan Spooner? Who I think was like, yeah, I hate playing for him. I think it was something like that. And and was the response like, well, there it is. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm on Ryan Spooner's side. What was like the main 
uh, reaction was like, this guy is too worried about it, not pissing off the coach opposed to playing hard. Like nothing is gained from a pro athlete. I think outwardly like ripping a former coach. No. Other than like maybe the satisfaction of like those people online that'll be like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I think we can draw some parallel. You don't have to be uh Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. Be, or Lee and the, the new Hardy boys detective to draw the correlation I think between how content DeBrusque is right now and the ousting of Bruce Cassidy this is not a deep conspiracy here like you can kind it's of like draw... Charlie from it's always sunny doing the whiteboard thing yes like... this this is this is not anything earth shattering here but again also that being said these are pro athletes these are guys who knew these questions are coming they're not going to just outwardly you know drop bombs on the former coach on the way out like it's just it's not how it's done not how business no. is done these days evan it's like if you have a former boss who you don't like i mean you might like you know crap on them to your friends but you're not gonna like you know say it you're not gonna like put it all over twitter and facebook or yes or uh or you know like go to the newspaper and say it unless it was something like horrible but you know if it's just a bad boss or something um but again i, I yeah i think it was a that's how the media works that's how professional athletes answer the question it is very it's harmonious, uh, and I don't think it's anything to um, to get mad at. I think it's a very normal situation. Not and, getting uh, mad at it. <laughs> Can you believe this? Uh, but you know what? I, I you know what? It's a reminder that hockey's back. People, the discourse online is just back and forth. And you know what? It's it's a reminder that the hockey's right around the corner. So there's a, there's a silver lining to it all. Yes. Um, the madness is back, Evan. The madness is back. And you know what? As much as we might rip on the madness. We, we, we love the madness at times. So it's, we embrace it's, it. We embrace it. It's, it's not, you know, it's part of the deal. Um, but another thing from uh, it's part of the deal from, uh, from training camp is uh, Fabian Lysel looks pretty good or not from training camp, but from rookie camp. Uh, you actually had a great video on Bruins ringside YouTube channel of the highlights spliced together uh, of Fabian Lysel from uh, day one of rookie camp. And I got to say, Connor, uh, you know, me and my hockey scout eyes must admit he looks pretty good. Yeah, I think it's fair to assume wherever Lysel ends up this year, whether it's in the NHL, it still seems like a long shot, at least to start the year. Um, Providence, most likely, or even if he goes back to Vancouver, which I don't think will be the case. Um, wherever he ends up, he's going to put together quite a highlight reel. And again, this yes. could be a situation where imagine if you did go back to Vancouver, like the points, I mean, you would have highlights. like hundred. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty remarkable. But, um, you know, even Lysel was pretty transparent up front with it too, in terms of, of course, he's trying to make an NHL roster, but, um, the fact that he needs to work on his overall game, you know, he's relying on his strengths. He knows what his strengths are in terms of his, uh, puck handling, his speed, all that stuff. But, He's well aware that you can't be like a guy that's just hanging around in the offensive zone trying to, you know, get those scoring chances when you're also being a liability on the other end of the ice. Last thing you want to be is be the new Georgi Markulov and just get roasted at every turn, the poor kid. Because all <laughs> I, I, I so desperately want to watch a game with Markulov now just because whenever I think of him, I just hear all the coaches be like, oh, he's going to work on his defensive game. <laughs> like, what the? And the defense, what the hell the is he doing? Zone, and the defensive zone, he just pulls out his phone out of his like pocket, out of his yeah, like, he's hands, doing he's like, like pirouettes on, on Twitter. Like, what is he doing? It like I want to know what happened that like made it such like a very stock thing in terms of what he needs to work on. But no, I, I think Lysel, uh, the strengths are there. You, you can see the high end skill. You can see why they're so high on him. Again, it's during rookie camp. It's not 
really, you know, heavy battle drills or anything like that, or it's not preseason games or, or what have you. That's when the real test will be. If, if we talk about Lysel and he's all of a sudden got five points in two preseason games against NHL competition, then we can take that next step in terms of, all right, is he maybe accelerating his timeline? But just in terms of where he stands out right now, it's hard, it's hard to miss him when he's out there on the ice. He may not be the biggest guy, but when he has the puck on his stick, the skill pops, which considering the state of this Bruins prospect pipeline, it's good to see. It's good to see a guy like that who got to do a little <laughs> bit of a dangle fest and uh, have some highlight real goals in, uh, when he's given time and space out there. So uh, early returns look good, but again, let's see how he does at the prospects challenge in Buffalo and then going into hopefully some preseason reps with the actual big club. Well, I am sure you will have lots of video and uh, coverage of Fabian Lysel, along with all Bruins at training camp uh, coming up. What can the people look forward to, though, from you, uh, aside from that stuff over at uh, BSJ? Yeah, we'll uh, be breaking down, obviously, the uh, prospect challenge, uh, go through some video of that, seeing how other guys like Merkulov, especially defensively, uh, Beecher and these <laughs> players uh, fare in that. Um, obviously captain's practice will be ramping up or will be ending, I guess, rather, uh, on Monday. And then we go into the actual kind of meat and potatoes of terms of training camp, um, where you'll see how Montgomery kind of changes the systems, how the, the practices are different, the drills, all that stuff. We we'll breaking that down as well. So all that stuff will be covered. We'll be at warrior from now until hopefully June, everyone was every single day covering stuff. So, all that stuff will be over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So please subscribe over at BSJ. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. And Connor, I would like to make an editorial pitch, oh, uh, yeah. a video, a video. Now that I'm an editor, I'm making a pitch. Mm, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just lost my, I just lost the, the ability to make this pitch, but, yes. um, but a video of Georgie Merkulov in the defensive zone, just highlights just the proof. Just video. It'll, it'll be him, it'll be him doing like a back check, like he'll, he'll break up a pass, and I'll be like, "I knew it." You guys were lying. <laughs> so you hear me yelling over everyone in the caverns of Warrior. So we'll see. We'll get some video evidence, Evan. Frauds, frauds. See, look at that play you just made. But uh, anyways, Connor, always a pleasure. That is Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky, Book the Bear Listers. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.